Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So without further ado, let's hop right in. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host and executive coach, Adam Melnick. With over a decade of experience in mental health, leadership, and coaching, I aim to help you understand leadership through a mental health lens. So let's sit back, relax, and have a chat. Before we get into Maslow and his theory, let's talk about theories in general. See, we are often inundated with many different theories through our podcasts, through our YouTube videos, and our literature, without fully understanding what a theory is. Typically, what I see is people in leadership will hear about a theory and then they will use it as if it is fact, and they will begin to apply it indiscriminately without using critical thinking. This is extremely dangerous because that is not how you use a theory. A theory is humanity's best attempt at describing what we are seeing. Let me repeat that. A theory is humanity's best attempt at describing what we are seeing. This is true for string theory. This is true for game theory, gender theory, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, attachment theory, and the myriad of weight loss theories. These are theories. They are not facts. When we use theories, we must use our critical thinking skills continuously. We must be open to the idea that what a theory says may not be true. There's been many instances where humans come up with a theory, that theory is promoted, everyone agrees that's an amazing theory, and then a new theory comes along that disproves the old one, and we migrate to the new theory. In this case, I'm thinking of atomic theory and the theory of the atom. When we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we need to understand the pros of this theory and the cons of this theory, and why sometimes it doesn't account for individuals or situations that seem to go against the theory. Because again, this is a theory. It is not a fact. Looking at theories will help give us a compass to navigate towards our destination, and they will help us understand what we are seeing. But again, we must always be open-minded that the theory has limitations, and there may be a better theory in the future. It is not the be-all and end-all. Knowing that, let's hop into Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Abraham Maslow was a psychologist, and he published his Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs back in 1943. It was an attempt to explain human behavior specifically towards motivation. See, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, what it's really trying to describe is how are humans motivated? 
how do we move forward with our lives and decide what's important and what's not important? Maslow's hierarchy of needs, though has its drawbacks and criticisms, which we will get into, is generally accepted by the world as a pretty damn good theory. This theory will help us understand individuals and how we can motivate them, as well as ourselves and our organization as a whole. So let's hop right into it. Typically, when we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it comes in the shape of a pyramid. See, what Maslow states is everyone starts at the bottom need, which is the physiological needs. These are our basic needs to survive. This is fresh air, water, food, heat, clothing, sleep, etc. These are basic biological needs. We need to attain these needs in order for us to move up the pyramid. But once we have those needs fulfilled, once we have food every single day, once we have shelter, once we have clothing, once we're getting adequate sleep, once we're getting fresh air, we move up to the next stage in the pyramid, which is safety. This is both physical safety and psychological safety. When we dive into it, this is all about job security, personal safety, emotional safety, financial safety, safety in general. Once we've obtained that, we move into the next level, which is love and social needs. See, humans need a sense of belonging. We need to feel like we're part of a tribe. And so this is where you start seeing more trust, positive feedback, people accepting you for you. Once we've fulfilled the love and social needs, then we move up the pyramid and go to esteem needs. This is a sense of respect, not only for ourselves, but respect from others. This is where we're going to see a lot of performance reviews and positive feedback, as well as opportunities to explore beyond ourselves. The thing to remember is Maslow argued that psychological safety, love and social, and esteem needs need to be met or it could cause detriment to the individual. It could harm them. He also stated that you can only really move up this pyramid until you get to the top of the pyramid, which is called self-actualization. See, self-actualization is the first stage in the pyramid and the last stage, depending on who you talk to, that if you don't have, it's not going to be a detriment to you as an individual. Self-actualization is all about fulfilling an individual's purpose. This is all about fulfilling someone's purpose. See, there are other sections in self-actualization that some models discuss, such as a cognitive need, an aesthetic need, and a transcendent need. 
But for today's conversation, we are going to limit it down to these five stages. Let's talk a little bit about the criticisms of this model. The first one is that people move up and down this pyramid all the time. Maslow stated in his theory that humans only really move up. They don't go back down. You can only build upon the pyramid. In reality, when we look at humans, humans typically move up and down this pyramid all the time. A fabulous example is you have a well-paying job, everything's going fine, and you're in the self-actualization stage, and then the economy takes a downturn, and you're homeless. Well, now you're looking at the physiological needs in the pyramid, and you don't really get to do self-actualization. This happens all the time. It's also important to note that sometimes people just skip levels. For example, a kid who's going to school and he's homeless is an individual that's not fulfilling his psychological or safety needs, but is actually doing self-actualization. See, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that he clearly dictates that An individual has to go step by step by step in this pyramid. They have to meet their physiological needs before they move to safety. Once they get their safety needs met, then they can move to love and social needs. But when we're working with an individual who is homeless and yet going to school to become a lawyer, it's very clear that they're not meeting their safety or physiological needs, and yet they're in act self-actualization. Well, why? Remember, we're talking about a theory. A theory helps explain generally what's going on, but there's always going to be outliers to this theory that kind of put a wrench in the theory, which is again why it's a theory, not a fact. So let's dive into Maslow's hierarchy of needs a little bit and talk about you individually, but also talk about your team. See, this theory helps you understand how you get the best out of your people teaches you as a leader what you need to do and what you need to help your people with in order for them to be performing at an A-plus level. What do I mean by that? An individual or an employee that comes to you and starts at your organization has physiological needs, guys. We need to make sure our people have access to washrooms that they have access to a staff room or a kitchen where they can store their food. They need to have access to fresh clothing. If this is a kitchen, you should be providing them with uniforms. They need to have access to shelter in case the weather conditions aren't the best. And we need to not work them that hard that they're not getting their sleep. These are the basic conditions that you have to meet. How do we meet them? First and foremost, we need to make sure our people have a bathroom. This should be common sense, I know, 
But again, it came out that Amazon was not letting their delivery drivers use the washroom. This is problematic because we're talking about the physiological needs that our team have. They need access to a washroom. They need access to water. If you are dehydrating your people and you are starving them of water, well, no wonder they're not going to be functioning at their top level. You need to be making sure your people are taking their breaks. Why? To give them downtime and to allow them to eat. It helps them relax. And to another extent, we also need to be providing them with an income that allows them to have shelter and food. Many corporations and organizations are quite hesitant on paying their workers what they are due. The problem with this is that if you do not pay your workers enough that they can make a living on their own, guess what? They don't have shelter. They don't have clean clothes. They don't have fresh water. They're not sleeping appropriately, etc. Their wage is our responsibility. We need to be making sure we are paying them enough that they're able to live on their own. And most organizations, like many gyms that I've talked to, they're simply not paying their staff enough. And because they don't pay their staff enough, their organization can never move up on Maslow's hierarchy of needs and are always stuck struggling. But once we have our team's physiological needs met, we now must move into the safety needs of our team. Our team needs to feel safe both physically and psychologically. Let me repeat that. They need to be feeling safe both physically and psychologically. What this means is that they must feel safe in their job. If they feel like they're going to be off at any time, we're not moving up this pyramid. Sorry to tell you this. You'll never build a team if your team is scared of losing their job. They must feel emotionally safe to the point that they can express their emotions and they won't feel degraded or humiliated for showing said emotions. They need to feel financially safe. This means that, again, you need to be paying your people enough that they're able to live. If they cannot meet ends meet, that's a big problem. And we need to be making sure that we have the policies and procedures in place that protect our people's physical safety. What is your plan when a customer becomes unruly and physically violent or verbally violent? How are you going to protect your people's safety? Once we have this in place, now we move into the love and social needs. This is where we as leaders need to be providing positive feedback to our team. We need to show that we're trusting them, and this is where we shouldn't be micromanaging. We need to accept our team members for who they are, both their strengths and weaknesses. 
This is where I typically see a lot of leadership focusing on team building, networking, a lot of those social events. That's what they're doing. They're trying to meet that love and social need in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But again, you need to sort out your safety and your physiological needs of your team first. Once we have done our love and social needs, we move into our esteem needs. This is where we need to be giving our people performance reviews, give them positive feedback. This is where we're giving them independence, like true independence, to fail or screw up, to learn from their mistakes and start building that trust with them, but also build that self-esteem internally that they know they're good at their job. They know their shit. This is where we give our people the opportunity to fail. But we can't give them that opportunity if they feel like their job is going to be on the line at any minute. Because again, if they feel like their job's going to be on the line, they will ne- never take that opportunity to grow and fail and learn to succeed. Very important. The next thing we need to do is focus on self-actualization. This is where we are going to be focusing on the individual and what their purpose is. For example, for many individuals, it's traveling, it's competing, it's climbing the corporate ladder. Maybe it's retraining higher education. I don't know. But when you're a good leader and you're doing your job, when you've fulfilled your people's physiological needs, when you've filled their safety needs, they trust you. They trust the organization. They're all in. You're paying them what they're due. You're giving them the things that they need to survive. You've been reinforcing the social aspect. We're doing team building. We're doing rapport building conversations with our people. We're providing opportunities for them to fail and learn and succeed. Then we get to talking to them about what is their purpose? Where do they want to go? And this is where performance reviews are incredibly important. Because if your team trusts you, if your team opens up, they will tell you all types of things. They will tell you their wildest dreams, and what they want to obtain. And our job as a leader is to listen to this and then help support them in self-actualization. Many leaders get scared of self-actualization because they fear that they are going to lose an employee if they help them grow into the person they want to be. Though this may be true, if you are unable to help this person move to the next level, they will have to leave you. But I promise you, if you squash somebody and they are chasing after an ideal or their purpose, they will become miserable and depressed. They will become extremely unhappy. We cannot do this to our people. We need to uplift them. 
We need to help them get to their destination. And through that, we will have amazing Rockstar team members. What we do in self-actualization is we do performance reviews. And we talk to them about their goals for their career. Where do they want to go with their career? Do they want to become another leader? Maybe they want to go back to school and retrain. This is where those conversations need to happen. And that's in that performance review section. To help them craft their next steps and how you can support them and moving forward. And that's how we help with self-actualization. We help support our team and help move them forward. The unfortunate part is most organizations and most teams, frankly, never get to self-actualization. Hell, they don't meet the esteem needs of their team and they don't even meet their love and social needs. Most organizations only fulfill the physiological needs and some of the safety needs. And then they are confused why they can never do change management. They are confused why they can never exceed their profits, why they can never get to the next level. Well, the reason why you can't get to that next level is because you have some basic needs that you need to support your team with. And this is where we typically take a step back. For example, if I'm going to be coaching you, we're going to take a step back and we're going to look at the needs of your team and what needs you are fulfilling. And from there, we're going to start crafting a game plan to fulfill those needs. So then we can start moving into self-actualization and start doing the change in management you want to do to push your organization to the next level. So with that, this is the basics of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We are going to be most likely revisiting this in multiple episodes in the future, especially when we start talking about performance reviews and how to do them. But for now, this is a fabulous overview. The next episode, we are going to be talking about public speaking and how to improve your public speaking. I look forward to it, and I hope this episode was helpful. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Cheers. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, give it a like, and share it with a friend. And if you're ready to take the next leap and improve your leadership skills, head over to www.seatingthelead.com and book your free coaching session today. Mm-hmm.